0: Okay, Romans chapter 8, and uh, we look at verse 28 and following. This is kind of give you, you might say, is the theme or the basic scripture passage here that will kind of uh, it really explain what this created in the image of Christ is like. That what's God's purpose? What's He have in mind? Uh, verse 28 We know that in everything, God works for good with those who love Him, who are called according to His purpose. And for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Okay, and those whom he predestined, he also called, and those whom he uh, called, he also justified, and those whom he justified, he also glorified. So this particular series, beginning last week with prayer and the word and sacraments, and continuing tonight with fellowship and living generously, it's so all about being conformed to the image of Christ. That's God's highest purpose for us, it says here in verse 29, to be conformed to the image of His Son. That's, that's what God is after. It's what He desires that we be conformed to the image of His Son. And by cultivating a prayer life and being into His word daily, by learning to cultivate fellowship and uh, expectant faith through the sacraments and learning to give generously are all things that conform us to the image of Christ. So as we practice these things in our life as Christians, then they will continually form us into the image of his son, which is what his supreme purpose is for us here on earth, that we be conformed to his son, Jesus. And that will continue as we will be perfectly like his son in heaven. All right. So with that in mind, let's go to your outlines and kind of take you through here. Remember today, the scripture says, what you have learned about the Lord through your experiences with him. So better together. So we'll look at the spirituality of communion. The spiritual, and this communion here means fellowship. Um, of course, the word communion is a very rich word speaking of union between two people or more. Of course, our uh, liturgy of the Eucharist, or some people call it Holy Communion, is meant to be a communion not only with Jesus, but with each other. So, the first is, this better together, the spiritual community, is about worship together. It's about worship together. Matthew says that whenever two or three of you come together in my name, I am there with you. So, when we gather as Christians to pray and to worship, Jesus is in our midst in a way that's unique and different from being with him just alone. It's not to say it's, it's um, you know, uh, it's... sense of better is just a more fuller uh, way in which he reveals himself through each other when we gather to worship. Father St. Ambrose said that if he had the choice between private prayer and prayer with others, he'd always choose prayer with others. There's just something about the Lord showing up together when we're together. Psalm 68 says, Our God, you are the one who rides in the clouds and we praise you. Your name is the Lord as we celebrate, and we celebrate as we worship you. So, When we gather, we celebrate the Lord, we worship him, and there's like a fuller revealing of himself to us in a way we can't get when we're just alone. So the church has always obliged us to gather uh, at least one day a week on Sunday to to worship the Lord together, to hear his word, to partake of the Eucharist. But there's something special about when Christians gather with each other. Okay, so better together makes our worship better. Okay, secondly better together the spiritual communion is about fellowship together from Romans chapter 12 it says since we are a one body in Christ we belong to each other and each of us needs all the others we need, we need each other we belong to each other through our baptism we saw that in the series we did on God's uh, God's plan for for his people being part of his family but you know um, we need each other. There's no lone rangers in the Christian life. you know. There's We need each other to be able to live well the Christian life and live it as fully as the Lord intends us to live it. James chapter 3 says you can develop a healthy, robust community that lives right with God and enjoy its results only if you do the hard work of getting along with each other, treating each other with dignity and honor. So it's you can see it's really, really important that we treat each other with dignity and honor, but the hard work of live, learning to love each other, learning to honor one another, learning to respect one another, learning to anticipate one another. Um, better together because our fellowship together is because we need each other to live the Christian life. It's kind of hard for us in the Western world that we really need each other to live the Christian life. We, we have this sense of insulation from one another that we can live the Christian life just fine by ourselves. We can do it ourselves. It's a whole sense of Pull yourself up by your bootstraps and just kind of make it your own way. And you know, we've been taught, you know, to make your own way. But um, and of course, of course, you have the image of the pioneers, remember, striking out across the country. Well, the pioneers always travel together, okay. And then sometimes you get the picture of the lone cowboy, you know, on the uh, on the range, you know. <laughs> so, um, but you know, you get all these images from our history. It suggests, you know, we can strike out alone. But the truth of the matter is um, better together means that we need each other to live the Christian life. In fact, St. Paul exhorted Christians to help each other work out their salvation. So he exhorted each other to watch each other so we can help each other work out their salvation. Okay. Better together then is about growing together. If we're going to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, we need to grow into his image. And so Ephesians two says we believe we who believe are carefully joined together with Christ as parts of a beautiful, constantly growing temple for God. So growing together, you know, um, we can study the scriptures on our own. That's really important. Um, but when we come together together to share God's word together, share how it's affecting our hearts, we hear and learn from one another and receive and understand about how to grow in a way that we wouldn't get by just doing our own individual Bible study. So we listen, the Lord like speaks to us through other people. As they themselves have opened their hearts up to God's word, he speaks to us through them. So we kind of grow together and we kind of expand one another. We can hold each other accountable, encourage one another in our growth as Christians. So it um, says here in Ephesians 4, this work must continue until we are all joined together in the same faith and the same knowledge of the Son of God. We must become a, a mature person, growing Until we become like Christ and have his perfection. At no time does the New Testament ever envision us growing in our faith alone. It's always growing together. It's always being knit to other people. It's always, and notice what it says here in Ephesians 4, we become a mature person, growing to become like Christ. In other words, maturity isn't possible alone. Maturity can only take place in Christian relationships. So growing together is an expression of the spirituality community. Next is that better together, the spirituality community is about serving together. Galatians 6 says, every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. We work together as partners who belong to God. Again, serving together. Um, we, the New Testament vision is that we work together as a, a kind of like a team, if you would, for the benefit of all. Again, at no time does it suggest that our service is to be just alone, but is to be with other Christians. Um, and that through that, the Lord knits our heart together as we serve each other and serve others. So it says here, we work together as partners who belong to God. So... Our work together, it comes out of our expression of our baptism call, you know, as because we belong to him. It's a quote from Blessed John Paul II. Communion is the fruit and demonstration of that love which springs from the heart of the Eternal Father and is poured out upon us through the Spirit which Jesus gives us to make us all one heart and one soul. It is in building this communion of love that the Christ that the church rather appears as the sacrament as the sign, an instrument of intimate union with God and the unity of the human race. So our expression of worship together, fellowship together, growing together, serving together, and we'll see in a moment, um, reaching out together is an, ex- is an expression of the church. So, better together than the spiritual community is about reaching out together. James says, real religion, the kind that passes muster before God the Father, is this reach out to the homeless and loveless in their plight. So, reaching out together, being on mission together, evangelization together, you know, um, it is is the New Testament's heartbeat of how we reach those who don't know Christ is that we do that together. In other words, we reach out together. and there was a, we're on a mission together to reach out to Christ. So better together, spirituality communion. It's about worship together, about fellowship together, about growing together, about serving together, about reaching out together. All of that is an expression of the church. All of that is an expression of of the the heart of the Father for for us and for each, and for those who don't know Him. Okay, so now what? So a couple things about Hebrews ten says: Let us not give up the habit of meeting together, as some are doing. Instead, let us encourage one another all the more. So, in other words, to cultivate the habit of gathering with other Christians. Could be in growth groups. Could be like here tonight. Could be um, there's like a women's Bible study that meets here on Tuesday mornings. You know. So in other words, cultivating the habit of meeting together um, frequently, ongoing, consistently. You know, because that that's how we develop these uh, five aspects of the spirituality of communion. Secondly, keep on doing things that you've learned and received and heard, and the God of peace will be with you. So in other words. Things that we've heard, like growing in prayer through the scriptures, through words coming to the sacraments with expectant faith, you know, all those things are things that we keep doing those things that will help us be conformed to the image of Christ. And then pray that the Master's word will simply take off and race through the country to a groundswell of response. So prayer prayer together, praying for the word of God to go forth and to really reach the hearts of people. So meeting together, keep doing things you know will help you become conformed to Christ, and praying that God's word will have, I have to call it legs to run, you know, so. Now we do, we can do these three things, I spoke about, as we gather together in groups, you know, whether it be growth groups or however we gather. But the point is that these we gather with each other to do primarily these three things, you know. Um, so when we gather, we worship together. We open our heart and fellowship to one another. You know, we share our life with one another. We grow together to through the teaching of God's word. We find, look for ways to serve each other, and we look for ways to reach out to one another, not not just to one out, another but outside of ourselves. So, so if you're in a group, look at look for ways to reach out beyond your group to others. All of those five ways will help us be conformed to the image of Christ. But we can't do it alone, which is the point here. John Paul II said, To make the church the home and the school of communion, that is the great challenge facing us in the millennium, which is now beginning. If we wish to be faithful to God's plan and respond to the world's deepest yearnings. Before making practical plans, we need to promote a spirituality of communion making it the guiding principle of education wherever wherever individuals and Christians are formed. So John Paul II really believed that that um, cultivating spirituality of communion was so critical, he says, for the church as it moves into the 21st century. In fact, he believed it was one of the things the Holy Spirit was restoring to the church was the spirituality of communion, or in Latin, communio, you know. Um, and, and notice what he says here, before we make practical plans, we need to promote those. So in other words, before we get into all the, um, you know, all the programs and things that we want to do, what really matters is how, whether our hearts are going to be joined together or not. And so um, John Henry Newman said that so much is lost when brothers do not share their heart with one another. Yeah. So and it's easy, I think, in our day to launch into programs and, you know, um, service ministry without recognizing that, that we need to come together and worship together and share our hearts together and grow together and serve together and reach out together, you know, they're the things we need to do together that will help us in our evangelization, that will help us in our worship, that will help us in our growing into the image of Christ. He also goes on to say this, a spiritual communion implies also the ability to see what is positive in others, to welcome it and prize it as a gift from God. Not only as a gift for the brother or sister who has received it directly, but also a gift for me. In other words, what he's saying there is that, you know, to recognize an openness to one another. And that each of us have a gift to bring one another. That's, a, that's the premise of the spirituality communi- of communion, is that each of us are a gift to one another. We each have a, a gift to bring to one another. He also goes on to say that a spiritual communion means, finally, to know how to make room for our brothers and sisters, bear each other's burdens, and resisting the selfish temptations which constantly beset us and provoke competition, careerism, distrust, and jealousy. So, you know... Spiritual communion does mean that making room for one another means bearing one another's burdens. We well, can't bear one another's burdens unless you take time to be with one another. You know? um, then he says, let us have no illusions. Unless we follow the spiritual path, external structures of communion will serve very little purpose. I think this is such a key statement. They would be mechanisms without a soul mask of communion rather than its means of expression and growth so in other words you know in other words um, we can um, we can have we can gather but if we don't take time to worship together to serve one another to grow together to fellowship together to reach out together then it's only a mask it says for for communion with each other, um, it you know there's the soul is lost out of it. Um, I think it's one of the things why uh, commun- a mass can seem so distant at times because you have the you have the outward structure of worship, but really there's not sharing of people's hearts with one another. They don't know one. We don't know one another, you know, we're isolated from one another. We're um, we're like in little caves as we go to communion come to the altar, you know. And so the, what, what Holy Eucharist is meant to be an expression of the body of Christ coming to receive Jesus, meaning the body that's growing together is absent. And so you have a cycle like almost coming to communion with the soul of it is lost. You know? Because brothers and sisters aren't sharing their lives with one another. You know? not, share, not taking time to, to grow together and serve together and fellowship together and reach out together and worship together. And so there's, there's something missing. So, as he calls it here, mask of communion, you know, mechanisms without a soul. So, very sobering statement, but one that I think is also very um, instructive to us and, and also very hopeful in the sense that he, it shows us what could be that is, you know, by to cultivating the spirituality of communion. Okay. All right, so we weren't, to summarize. we weren't meant to Go at it alone. We're better together, which is the heart of the spirituality of communion. We're better together in our worship together. No matter how good you like your individual prayer time, which is wonderful. We all, you know, as you know, one of our teachings is to encourage that, you know. But when we worship together, it's better. (laughs) You know, Um, we're better when we fellowship and share our hearts with one another, you know. Um, No matter how much we love our individual Bible study, and we ought to do that. You know, it's better when we can grow together and hear what God is doing in each other and we learn from that, you know. And though we may have our own individual services to the Lord, which is good. When we come together as a team and serve others and serve each other, that's better, you know. And then we reach out to others in his name together. That's better, you know. I was uh, at the Christ Life uh, Conference uh, back at the end of August. It was a Friday night, Saturday, uh, all day Saturday, well, Friday night, after the initial meeting, there was a group of, uh, I think it was like four young men um, from the Catonsville area, um, just very much on fire for the Lord, and they wanted to go down to um, Ellis Point area, and they were going to just strike up relationships with people they met as the Holy Spirit led them, and they were going to share Christ with them. They weren't going to do it individually, they were going to do it as a group, you know, as a team of, I think it was like four guys. So they asked for some prayer, and so went. So uh, they they got prayer and it, this is like nine nine thirty at night. So they were going down to Fell's Point, you know, and probably be down there for a couple hours. Well, I, t- I saw them the following day at the conference, and uh, mm-hmm. I asked, "Well, how'd it go?" Mm-hmm. Oh, he said, "We, you know, it was." They said it was great. It, pe- they led some guys to the Lord, some people to the Lord, you know, and prayed with others, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. So wow. as a team of people, so mm-hmm. better together was their reaching out yeah. to others, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that, I thought that was pretty cool. Okay, any questions, thoughts, reflections?